family what is going on it is your boy mario quinn we are back here on a beautiful monday in june it is really hot outside uh but we are really excited for the work that we're doing and moving forward we have a very special guest with us a really good friend of mine known him for a really long time my boy john ivory john ivory (laughs) so tell the people you know how you feeling today man uh how's everything going today man i mean I'm feeling blessed always. I woke up today. I'm alive. I'm doing interesting things. I mean, my money ain't really right, so y'all y'all need to y'all need to take take note of that because he needs you know, a job, family. I need a job. Word up. Word up. He needs a job. Word, um, John. Word, word. Well, I ain't mean to cut you off, brother. Did you have something else to say? Um, no. That's it. Anywho, so John, I've known you for. A few years, uh, yeah, three and a half, right, four about almost, almost four years. Yeah. Really hasn't been that long. Yeah, it's been a minute since I rolled up. Dang, well, I rolled t- up like, yo, what up? Right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, who, they, who right. this fool? Right, right. I remember that day. Where were we? We were at Boom, <laughs> Boom Concepts for an art gallery or something like that, and. Uh, this you know ran, I'd be this acting ran, the fool sometimes. This, ran, this random dude just walks up. I think he wanted a cigarette or something like that. And, you know, we just hey, chopped it up. Hey, yo, dog, you got a stove? Right. We just chopped it up from there, and it was kind of history. Been, been uh, you know, pretty good friends. We've done, you know, a couple projects together. So really super exciting work. Um, but the first question I want to ask you, man, can you just kind of tell the people uh, where you're originally from and kind of what brought you to Pittsburgh in your journey? So originally from the Bronx, Lived in every borough in New York. The hustle is hard, man. The hustle is hard. Like, Pittsburgh is like a dream. Like, the cost of living is lower. Like, the pace is a little bit slower, but y'all get it popping in Pittsburgh in the sense that, like, the community is really tight, so I appreciate that. Um, But, yeah, I just, I kind of needed a change of pace when Mm -hmm. I was in New York, and my man invited me up. He was like, yo, you trying to create a body of work? Come stay at my farm. You can paint in there, like, whatever. So I did that, and then I got work here in Pittsburgh. And it started to, like, pop off. So I was like, all right, let's see where this is going. Okay. Um, So so that's that's what kept me here, and that's what got me here. So you talk a lot about uh, your work, and so what exactly is your work? Now, I know you very well. I know that you are... Uh, verse in a lot of forms of art renaissance uh, man for sure yeah for sure um, but like you know what what is your I guess your main medium or where did you start and, and how do you look at yourself as an artist well so I look at myself as an artist through several different lenses the lens that I'm looking at now is culture as a medium mm-hmm. um, I like to create opportunities for people mm-hmm. I like to create opportunities for people who would never be in the same room to be in the same room. Um, Case in point, uh, Cohen and Grigsby, GPAC, Young Black Pittsburgh, we just had an event called Black in the Future, the show that I curated. And it was all about getting that crew in the same room so those conversations could happen. And it was a really successful event. Over 200 people came, and lots of conversations were had. And it it was a really cool, like, art, networking, music kind of situation Mm -hmm. that that kind of took flight that night. Okay, and Uh, I I could see that something like that, bringing different types of people together, 
you know, really having its challenges. What uh, what are some challenges that you maybe oh, ran into well, in trying to curate oh, oh that my, show? Oh, my goodness. I mean, Conan Grigsby, you know, they're ranked like 900 and something out of all the law firms in America, which is like saying a lot because there are like thousands and thousands. So, like, you know, they're really high up on the list. Um, and they're also pretty conservative um, as a law firm. Mm-hmm. And this was, this was a challenge for them to, mm-hmm. to kind of have this show called Black in the Future because there are some, some pretty kind of uh, controversial topics that we're talking about. Right. And so the issues that I ran into were like, you know, I had to censor myself a little bit. I had to bring it down a notch. And you know me, man. I'm on ten all the time. Right. And so it was. A, it was. It was a. What, I, I don't even want to call it a challenge. It was like an interesting experience to be like, all right, how am I going to reiterate this thought now that it's being kind of censored and and in this kind of forum, mm-hmm. and and it was a, it was a great experience. Um, it was a great outcome, but the flip side of that is okay, so now we're going to reiterate it again mm-hmm. um, without the censorship. So I'm looking for a gallery to do that in right now. Um, <laughs> and trying, trying, to, trying to figure out how to pull that off. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, everybody involved, it was like a really tight situation, mm-hmm. and those boys don't play. And so it was cool. Okay, dope, man. Well, that's, that's really cool. I'm excited to hear more about that. But uh, so at, you as an artist, like I said before, uh, you're very versed in a, a lot of different mediums, I guess. Can you talk a little bit about what mediums you started with, um, kind of where that's taken you and where you are now as an artist? I mean, I started out with a number two pencil, pretty much. Um, I remember being two years old, I had a pencil. <laughs> I, like, I never put it down. I never put it down after right. that. And then I, then I got introduced to crayons. Mm-hmm. That was oh, crazy. That, like, crayons. changed the game. Right. And, you know, and as I got older, like, you know, oh, paint, this is amazing. Mm. And I pursued that for a really long time. Like, I was a painter. Mm. Like, I just, I I would spend, like, days and days and days in my room just painting. My parents thought I was crazy. Mm. Um, And then I I got some education, Mm. and I I got introduced to a computer, and I got introduced to Photoshop and Illustrator and Dreamweaver. Like all of these things, mm-hmm. 3D graphics, motion graphics, um, and so that kind of like skewed the dynamic a little bit. Where like you know, because I'm I, I like an instant gratification. Right. I'm an instant gratification kind of guy. I think a lot of people. And are. and I work I work in oil paints. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's my favorite medium to work in as far as painting is concerned. Um, and that takes that's a process right like you know but when you could get it done like yeah, like in 24 fine. hours <laughs> it's just like all right I'm gonna I'm, I really like this and so you know straight off the jump man out of New York like you know I got spotted I started running this studio like people saw my potential mm-hmm. um, and I didn't know what I was doing like right. I, I think I was in Parsons at the time like you know and just kind of got hijacked from there into this situation where I started running this digital studio. Mm-hmm. And that was a whole new world for me. We're talking about when we were working on 9600s in the 90s, mm. where they crashed like every other. That's when you were pressing save like constantly. Right, right. Um, and so that's what that was. And flash forward to the future, man, it's like, like I really am the work of art mm-hmm. um, and the way, way that I move and the legacies that I try to create mm-hmm. um, and the culture that I try to animate mm-hmm. it's it's a thankless job like you know my influence is, is not often noticed but it's there um, I see it 
And I'm like, oh man. Right, right, like, right. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, alright, wait, what's this show called? Black right. to the Future? Right. Alright. Right. Wait, right. what's this show called? The Beautiful Ugly? Alright. Right, right. Um, a lot of so, people judging, always, man. Well, but no, nah, no, nah, it's not even that, man. It's like I'm I'm flattered. Right. I'm flattered to, to see my relevance and my influence on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there are people out there that don't agree with me. Right. Um, but yeah, it's evident. Right. I mean, I, I think that's really dope, man. I, I feel like you're going to always have people who, who may not agree with what you're doing or may not see the value in it. But as long as you do and as long as you know what, why you're doing it and, and you have purpose behind it, that's really all you need. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, I mean, the bottom line of it is, like, you know, we're looking at, like, things that heal. Right. Really. Um, speaking about my community, um, and for you that don't know who my community is, I'm talking about black people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of looking at the things we need to heal from. Right. Um, like, currently I'm writing a paper about um, gangster hip-hop as it relates to women. Mm. Like, because that's the era I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up in that. Like, right. you know, I wanted to fuck mad bitches all day long. I wanted, like, ten girlfriends. I wanted, like, <laughs> you know, I wanted to sell crack. I wanted to get money. Like, that. that's what I, like, at 13, that's what mm-hmm. I aspired to. Like, that's what I wanted to be. Like, that was the images that were, mm-hmm. bom- that were bombarded. I was Upon bombarded right. by these images right, right. of, like, you know, gangster rap shit. Right. No, no, um... So being a renaissance man, I know for me, you know, I do a lot of things, as you know, um, and sometimes you get a lot of but just negative. To, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but just to, just to finish the thought, <laughs> just to like bring it home, I was talking about how that relates to women and mm-hmm. how like, you know, women, black women, got a beef with black men right now because right. we treated them like shit during that era. Right. And so that's what the paper's about. And it's about what that healing looks like. Um, so go on. So I mean, I guess we'll just move into that, man. So what do you, what do you plan to do with this paper? How do you plan to get it in front of the people that actually need it? Well, really, it's it's just about my process. It's okay. just the things that I'm thinking about, and how it gets out to people is just a byproduct of me making it. Yeah, I'll I'll try to put it in the right places. What that looks like, I don't know, but I just want to like think it through myself because right. I went through it and heal myself and and look at the things that I did right. as it relates to that topic. Right. Um, and right. then what happens with it, you know, we'll throw it out into the universe. So, like, are you looking for publishing options? Like, how's that? No. No, no, no. My process doesn't doesn't work like that. It's like I make it first, I complete it, and then I think about that. Okay. Like I don't even think about that while I'm making it. So you kind of structure it so that you don't have too much. On yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not thinking about how I'm going to market I mean, this. I'm not thinking about how I'm going to monetize it. Mm-hmm, I'm not mm-hmm. thinking about any of that stuff. I'm just thinking about getting this thought out of my head. Right. I mean, that's and that's smart, and that, I feel like that's being a true artist. Um, but back to my uh, last yeah, yeah, question. Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. It is all right. It's all right. So I, I was talking about and, or kind of thinking about the negative feedback that you can possibly get from, you know, being a quote unquote renaissance man or, uh, you know, uh, someone who does a lot of different art forms, you know, uh, uh, jack of all trades, mm-hmm. master of none. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you navigated 
you know, the social norms behind that? Like, how have you navigated well, when doing I, when that? I, when I meet somebody and I'm, I'm trying to explain what I do right. and I tell them that I'm a renaissance man, I, I often preface that with, I'm a jack of all trades, but I've mastered them all. Right. Um, That's dope. I do them all well, mm-hmm. like, you know, and... and I don't. I don't need to justify that. Right. <laughs> like you know what I right. mean. It's like yeah, I'm dope, and I could do anything. Right. Anything you put. Your <laughs> mind. I could do anything. Anything you put your mind to, bro. Like open that bottle cap. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I could do anything. Anything, bro. That's excellent, man. Well, um, I kind of want to know about you know some of your influences. You know, like you said, you're you're into painting. Oil painting is your mm-hmm. thing. You you curate. You. You know, you do, you, you know, had a computer, you, you do sound, you do video, all of that. Who are some people in your life, maybe personally, or just on a bigger scale, like some, you know, major artists or, you know, people you've ran into throughout your journey that have inspired you uh, up to this point? Like, as far as painting goes, definitely Basquiat, Warhol, um, who else in that era? Uh, those, are, those are really big influences of mm-hmm. mine. Um, I, I really like DJ Spooky, who kind of mm. commentates on culture a lot and this notion of remixing things. Mm-hmm. Um, he's recently released a paper about versioning mm-hmm. um, and kind of looks at like the remix, how um, Trump's wife like plagiarized. Obama's oh, wife's yeah. work and yeah. like With just looked at it as a, looked at it as another way of remixing mm-hmm. another way of versioning and okay. and what that looks like in politics and all of that mm-hmm. um, he's he's a heavy influence of mine love that guy um, as far as music like I am my favorite musician <laughs> um, um, but also Karis One is a heavy influence right. PE um, you know all these all these all these artists who kind of put self-awareness first mm-hmm. um i really appreciate dope man that's really dope so really wild question what's a no-go for john ivory man what's a no-no what's a what's a john ivory ain't doing that today what's what's that hmm. in the I sense mean, of art like not in the sense of like you know someone's like yo here's this crack like obviously you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? but like in a sense of art like what's a like yo i'm not gonna do that or i'm not gonna conform in order to I mean I mean it's it's a really it's a really interesting thing because like I spent a long time like isolating myself from art so I could come up with my own voice and my own style Mm -hmm. but I think there's a psychological term for that I I forget what they call it but I I realized that like you know my inspiration comes from everything around me Mm -hmm. um and what's a no-no for me is to directly bite off of someone. Okay. That's a no-no for I me. I feel like that's a New York thing. That's you don't a, bite, a, son. Nah, don't you don't bite. bite, son. But you could remix my shit. Right, you right. You could remix it right. and have it be something original right. and has your own voice. Right. But don't bite straight up. Right, straight up and down. Yeah, that's a no-no, son. New York dead ass. Yeah, dude. yeah, nah. We don't, we don't live like we'll that. Do, we'll do that, son. Dope, man. Well, um, you know... I'm hoping um, that a lot of our listeners are young uh, people of color, young black kids. Yeah, I hope um, so. Aspiring artists. Um, Look at your art as a business. Okay. He already answered the question before I could ask it. But if you can dive, dive deeper into that, like what is, what is some real advice that you would give a young aspiring artist um, even if even if it's not art, but there's someone who wants to do something. The only, the only, the only advice that I could give, write things down. 
Come up with a plan. Come up with very small goals that lead to bigger goals. Plan your shit out. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it. I would add. I would add work. Work, work. Well, all work. that takes yeah, yeah, work. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, that, but, you can't just do but, that in your sleep. I could. I could write all that down. Come up with a, a bunch of big and small. Right, goals, and not act and on it, and not act, and not act on it, and not act on it. So action. Yeah. Good. Awesome, that. man. Awesome, man. Well, that's so dope, man. So what? Let's talk a little bit about what you're working on now. I know you were talking a little bit about uh, the exhibit you curated. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the name again? Black in the future. Black in the future. Very dope. Actually, how did you come up with that name? What what was the inspiration behind that? So, I mean, we all know about the Alicia Wormsley yeah, billboard, yeah, yeah. right? Okay. You know how, like, she put, there will be black people in, in the, the future. future. Right. Chick that owned the building was like, that's mad racist. I'm taking it down. And there was such an outcry from our community that mm-hmm. she's like, okay, okay, I'll put it back up. I still haven't seen it back up yet, mm-hmm. um, but she said she would. And so I thought that was interesting. It got me right. thinking, like, so what does black in the future look like? Right. I know I'm going to be here. Right. Period. And I know after I die, my legacy is going to be here and my other people's legacy. We're going to we're not going anywhere. Right. We're not going anywhere. So what does that future look like? Um, and so, again, bringing together these like three profound groups, Young Black Pittsburgh, Conan Grigsby, who also offered like free workshops okay. to young black professionals and GPAC, Greater Pittsburgh Art Council. Um, it, it was it was great to see these groups come together because these are the conversations that are starting today that will lead to what happens tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Black in the Future, it starts with us and it ends with us. Dope, man. Well, um, so let's talk about new projects or pe- maybe people you want to collaborate with that you've been kind of scoping in the scene that are doing things that you're really interested in. Um, I, I guess first talk about Actually, let's talk about those uh, aspiring uh, collaborations that you might have and then kind of tie that into what you're working oh, on shit. right now. I got I to I I break up my phone for this because I always forget like, I, like how to pronounce this. And it, always, it always trips me up. But right. my boy Hussein, man, is crazy. Like we, he opened up for like Warren G with his boy. He had a vocalist mm. and did his thing and then winded up getting like, I don't know, three other DJs that night that were like, yo, can you play my music? And he's like, sure, why not? Um, I lent him a little device and he rocked out with it. Um, His name is Hussein. I'm going to pull up. That's the one homie who could rap, right? No, no, no. You're talking about... Hassan. No, I'm talking about Hussein. Hussein. Um, All right, so this is what you search for on SoundCloud. You ready? PVKVSV. And if you if you go to the SoundCloud page, you'll actually kind of um, get to know what that's pronounced like. Those letters put together, there's there's a there's an explanation for that. So that's all I'm gonna say. We're gonna keep it underground on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's 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 my latest collaboration. Um, there's also the beautiful ugly. You can go to thebeautifulugly.music.com. That is a collaboration between Effin, Christiana Dolores, and John Ivory. Um, you know, we, we kind of just got together and decided to make some stuff, and it worked out really well. 
Um, and so it's all about collaboration. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, one idea might be really good. Two ideas might be fucking excellent. Mm-hmm. But three ideas might be genius. Right. Um, and so it's all about trying to bring people into this realm of collaboration. Nothing matters but what we're doing. Right. Um, we're not thinking about marketing it, money, or whatever. Right. It's just about the, action the form. Of doing it. Right. No, I dig that. You know, um, so you, this is a whole music project. So, is there any specific songs? Um, you know, maybe we could play one in this podcast. Is there a specific song that, like, you're really digging that we can kind of dive into a little bit? Ah, man, I like them all, man. If you're gonna play something, just pick one and play it. Okay. Just so, go to thebeautifulugly.com, choose one and play it. Okay. Choose your favorite one. Okay. So that's what we'll do. I like them me. all. I like that. I might just go ahead and play the whole album on here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bet. This will be a <laughs> five-hour podcast, you know bet. what I'm saying? But anywho, yeah, man, family, this is it's a little late tonight, you know. Um, we definitely didn't want to keep anybody too long. Um, I rolled but, up a little late. Yeah, you My know, bad. and that's all good, man. But this was a great interview. Super excited to, uh, you know, check out your project. Definitely will be playing the track. Um, I guess for my last question... I want to know what what's your why, man? Because I'm black and American, I got PTSD, and I'm trying to heal that shit. Period. Period. Any last words for the fam out there, man? Any last words? I love all of you. All right, we love you, family. Again, it's your boy Mario Quinn here at Level Up Studios, and of course, the homeboy John Ivory making. Blow, 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 blow. This has been an excellent podcast, family. Peace and good night. <laughs>